Tweet at SFM Radio and at KG Mwekezi. Yeah, the pain of rape in our country. So let's uh, shift gear. Late last week, the Joburg Metro Police made a huge bust in uh, uh, Midrand of Johannesburg. And that bust was not a drugs bust, uh, like uh, a lot of people are hearing about busts. Uh, but it was people, human beings, waiting to be trafficked. An Ethiopian national was arrested and 33, 33 of his countrymen who were victims, who were waiting to be and I put this in inverted commas, they were waiting to be distributed, right, to clients. They were rescued in Glen Austin in Midrand. As if that's not bad enough, we also have a case of a parent, right, who hires out their babies for 50 rand a day, have a baby for 50 rand a day. (laughs) Just how big is the problem of human trafficking in our country? And why does it seem like authorities in our country are not winning the fight against human trafficking? Let's try and understand the human trafficking problem as we talk to Captain Juanita Wright uh, from uh, the Salvation Army National Anti-Human Trafficking Coordinator. Captain Wright, good morning. Uh, Tell me what uh, you do as a a National Anti-Human Trafficking Coordinator for the Salvation Army. Good morning, KG, and thank you for the opportunity to you and your listeners, especially in the period of 16 days of activism. Thank you for your question. As a Salvation Army, we advocate for the for the risk for those who are at risk and even the vulnerable. This, of course, includes human trafficking victims. So your question is, what do we do as a Salvation Army on a daily basis? We avail ourselves to the public. We have a national helpline which we avail to the public, which they can call in and report any suspicious behavior around the crime of human trafficking. What kinds of things do you hear about or experience regards human trafficking in your day-to-day work? It's broad and it's varied. So it would be specifically with regarding to our national helpline, the calls that we get would be first and foremost reporting suspicious behavior. Or it could be a mom being concerned about a teenage daughter who had gone and has not reported back home. Or it could be general public inquiring about how to report human trafficking. And it's also, like I've mentioned previously, suspected behavior of individuals um, in civil society who um, general public is concerned about and therefore asking how can I go about in reporting or even identifying victims of human trafficking. And maybe you, I ask the same question. How do people go about even identifying that this looks suspicious, suspicious enough for me to deem it human trafficking? And what do I do in terms of reportage after that? So to, to be able to identify a, a victim of human trafficking, it's very broad. And some of the things that I'm going to mention, it's obviously not limited to what I'm mentioning. And again, like I said, it's very broad. We pick up on living conditions of individuals. Is there multiple people crowded in a small space? Is it that the individual is not in possession of a traveling document or ID document? Is there perhaps signs of physical abuse, bruises? 
um, is the individual fearful and perhaps also not familiar with the immediate surroundings, does he or she speak the language of the community that they are residing in? And then also, is there a large amount of debt owing to a specific individual? Is the, the, the victim maybe malnourished or even disorientated with regards to where he or she is, her name, and even um, where she's traveled from? Is there, in, in your findings or in your experiences, uh, in your day-to-day work, is there a specific group that is more targeted than others, whether that be more females than males or whether that be more teenagers or, or toddlers? Are you finding there's a specific group that's more targeted in in your experience? Yes, um, obviously we need to... Because we need to remember that when it comes to human trafficking victims, I'm not going to um, just highlight specifics, but I'm going to mention that men, women, children, boys and girls, and even um, victims from our LGBTQI plus communities are always at risk. So yes, um, in the last while you would have seen, like the 33 Ethiopians you mentioned, about the, the girl victim. So they, it's varied and broad, and I wouldn't just want to, to specify one specific um, group, target group. Let's talk about the 33, uh, because, uh, you know, an Ethiopian national was arrested uh, mm-hmm. and, and he was arrested with uh, 33 of his countrymen and uh, mm-hmm. they were waiting to be distributed to clients and they were mm-hmm. rescued in uh, Midrand. Is there mm-hmm. any, anything that uh, you can tell us about that case? I'd rather not disclose, KG, if that's okay, because it's still under investigation. Okay, okay. But then, uh, you know, uh, do we talk about the fact that it was an Ethiopian national? Uh, what, what do we take from that? When it comes to human trafficking, it's obviously driven by finances, big, large sums of money. So how do, we, how, how do the perpetrators or even the traffickers going, go about in identifying someone who could help them in um, the crime of luring, whether it be women, whether it be fellow citizens, whether it be children? They would identify someone who is desperate for money. Um, and, and so because the individual is, is, is vulnerable and desperate, who knows, they will then fall for the, the invitation posed to them by the traffickers or the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about, you know, uh, the effectiveness of it all of uh, uh, the, the authorities in terms of the issue of human trafficking in, in our country. Are we uh, taking the right learnings? I mean, are authorities taking the right uh, learnings or leanings? And are they taking the seriousness of the problem of, 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 of human trafficking to the fore? Thank you, Paige. We need to understand that human trafficking is a hidden crime. It's a daily occurrence in plain sight. And already by what you see in media, whether it be social media or within our newspapers, we see that government um, law enforcement are doing what they can to curb um, the, the crime of human trafficking. Yes, because it's a hidden crime, um, it thrives in secrecy. There's always, always room for improvement. But I believe with our um, authorities and also even government, we are doing, they are doing what they can to um, curb 
this crime. But we've heard uh, 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 um, officials in our government talk about the fact that as far as they are concerned, the problem is not as dire as, I suppose, social media or, or places like that makes it out to be. Would you deem it a dire problem as the Salvation Army? Yes, I do. I think any violation of human rights um, represents a dire problem within a society. And so, yes, as a Salvation Army, we would agree that it is definitely um, a crime that needs attention constantly. 17,000 rands is the go- was the going rate uh, for those uh, 17,000 rands per person mm-hmm. was the going rate in that uh, uh, the case from last week, uh, the case with the Metropolis uh, uh, K-9 unit bust. So yeah. uh, do we know if that is the going rate per human being uh, where human trafficking is concerned? 17,000 17, by a human being? Human trafficking is based on supply and demand. And so what is, what is currently in demand with, uh, would be, if it is um, a foreign national um, and, and depending on what, what the demand is at the time. And so maybe 17,000 is what they are going for. But I believe that even higher prices are being paid for victims because, again, it's such a lucrative crime. Yeah. Are there peak times? I mean, we're in the going into the festive season now. Um, What does your work say? Are there peak times for human trafficking? uh, Times like uh, the festive season or holiday periods? Uh, Thank you, Kajia. We need to be mindful of where we as a country and even as a world find ourselves in, obviously, COVID-19 pandemic. And so with that comes unemployment. With that comes huge amount of vulnerabilities. And so people have lost lost jobs. They are unemployed. People are desperate. And especially now within the festive season, everyone is looking to make a quick rand. And so, yes, I would I would um, heed to the concern that even the festive season um, during this pandemic can definitely pose huge threats when it comes to human trafficking. We've got a voice note, uh, uh, Captain Wright, uh, from, mm-hmm. from one of our listeners on uh, the issue of human trafficking. Let's listen to it together, then have a conversation after that. Okay. Hi, human trafficking, I personally believe, is an organized international syndicate. They are very professionally organized. If a person is trafficked, he goes from one person to the tenth person of purchaser within a day or so, so it's difficult to trace. And they are well organized, and people themselves, even families, because of money, they do that. I know of a case where a girl took a very own friend for a job and told her to wait in the room somebody will come and interview her a guy comes and takes her into the other room and she was locked in and fed with drugs one way till she was didn't even know where she was and she became a victim of them and she managed to escape so friends you got to be careful of friends even relatives can sell their own children for money thank you and god bless you yeah, that's an interesting one uh, that uh, I suppose pe- what people need to also look out for is people with uh, false promises for work because yeah. I suppose they're yeah. vulnerable for money. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you to your listener. That's indeed right. Human trafficking is a global crime worldwide known. And so, yes, the desperation is there. And as the listener said, 
mentioned that because of the the the, the, the huge amount of money involved and the desperation currently experienced, not only within our country, but worldwide, it seems to be the reason why this crime is thriving even more so. COVID-19 and the impact that it's had on the world and uh, the different variants that we keep on getting in and out of, what mm-hmm. impact, if at all, has, has it had on, on human trafficking in our country? Thank you, Kajit. It has has had major, major impact because we don't know what happens behind closed doors. An already hidden crime has even now even more so escalated because of the closed doors. People don't, it's not, it's not happening where people can see. I mean, you'll never, you'll never know, but it's happening behind closed doors because of the secrecy that surrounds it. Is there a linkage at, at all between uh, drug trafficking and human trafficking? Do they ever meet somewhere? They do, they do. You have to believe that somewhere, somehow, the dots are all connected. The syndicates are all connected. And so when it comes to drug trafficking, we also know that when it comes to human trafficking, some of the victims are used for drug trafficking um, as drug mules. And that's we also know that the perpetrators use drugs to keep to keep the victims at bay. Um, 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 yeah, so yes, there's definitely a link. And then this this one of uh, people uh, sort of uh, renting out their babies uh, for 50 rand a day. What do we call that? And how does that one particularly manifest itself? Again, it's the desperation. People want money. Um, To say that money is the root of all evil. And so, yes, people are desperate for money. People want a better life. They want more. They want the grass that's green on the other side. And so if I'm a vulnerable and at-risk mom, I would do anything, whether it be to support my drug habit, whether it be to help alleviate the circumstances that I'm in. If someone poses me with a too-good-to-be-true offer, who knows, I will go for it. And again, it's a desperation so often found within our society. If we were to uh, um, try as a society to uh, push government leaders, authorities uh, to take the, you know, the the plight of human trafficking seriously, what, um, you know, what logic or direction should we be taking? I think um, awareness, vigilance, um, civil society to speak out, to um, generate awareness wherever they are. Because the, the more we we, we um, speak about something, the more aware pe- people will become, especially um, law enforcement and even government. And if there's enough people speaking about it, speaking out about it, standing against it, someone will have to stand up and take notice. So mm. I would encourage, I would encourage general public to be aware, to be vigilant, to spread the word, to raise awareness, to stay informed, especially around this hidden crime of human trafficking. Do you do you work at all with the authorities as uh, the Salvation Army? Do you send them tips, for example? Do you say, look out, you know, there potentially could be something at this spot? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, as a Salvation Army, we do not work alone. We obviously have our networking partners, be it DSD, be it SAPS, be it um, DPCI, we do work in conjunction with other um, advocates. 
Okay. We have another voice note, uh, Captain Wright, uh, on human trafficking. Then we can uh, continue our conversation. Let's hear them. Well, I mean, the issue of human trafficking speaks solely on the fact that any country that can't manage its borders, can't manage who goes in and who goes out, will always find it hard to combat or know when people are in danger. So as long as South Africa is not managing well its migration, a lot of a lot of of, of human trafficking rings globally will always see South Africa as a soft target, and they will access our borders and they will take our people out of it. This is Avela in Gorkstad. Thank you, KG. Great show. The issue of border controls is what Avela is uh, bringing to the table. Would you agree? Yes, um, and uh, as earlier mentioned, that yes, there are some areas or e- even vulnerabilities that almost feeds into the, this crime of human trafficking. And yes, I would agree that our, at times our compromised borders, our seaports, our import and export um, um, cities and even towns, sometimes there's, there leaves much to be desired. Yeah. So your message then uh, to uh, the vulnerable, uh, the vulnerable groups, uh, uh, I'm assuming uh, young girls uh, would Mm -hmm. probably be vulnerable. Uh, What would your message be to them? But equally, your message to authorities who have uh, to manage the issue of um, uh, human trafficking, what would your message be to both those groups? I would, I'd like to quote Edmund Burke, who said that the only thing necessary for evil to thrive is for, for good men, good to, do men to do nothing. And it's in this regard that I want to encourage um, government, law enforcement, that we need each other. We need civil society. We need the men on the street to be able to help combat um, because they are ultimately our eyes and ears. So, yes, we can have, as an NGO, as church, as government, as civil society, we cannot do it alone. We need each other. And then just with um, regards to awareness for the young, for the parents, for children out there, be alert. Parents, be alert. Know where your child is at all times. Uh, Be aware of who they are with. Be aware of who they are conversing with on social media and even in person. And then stay informed. Report any suspicious behavior. We say if you if you see something suspicious, report it. See something, say something. Thank you. We'll leave it there, Captain. Captain Juanita Wright from uh, the Salvation Army National Anti-Human Trafficking trafficking, I'm sorry, uh, coordinator. It's almost 11.32. Namsam Luli standing by with the news headlines.